Hey podcast listeners, this is Winona Daily News Editor John Casper Jr. and I wanted to let you know about a great program we have at the River Valley Media Group. We are looking for marketing and sales rock stars to join our winning team and here is what we're offering. You can get a sign-on bonus of up to $5,000, a guaranteed first year earnings of up to $75,000, uncapped commission plan, and first class ongoing training. Two years of sales experience is preferred, but is not required. And even if you are not a talented sales professional, you just happen to know one, you could get $1,000 if you refer someone to us and we hire them. What a deal that is. To submit your applications, to submit your referrals, or to find out more, email rvmghr at lee.net. That's rvmghr at lee.net. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Winona One on One. I am your host, Winona Daily News Editor John Casper Jr. And this week I'm joined by Lee Gundersheimer, the Arts and Culture Coordinator for the City of Winona. Lee came to Winona in 2013 uh, to be the Managing Director of the Great River Shakespeare Festival. He became the Arts and Culture Coordinator in 2017. And he's uh, in charge of a lot of really cool programs. The one that, that, uh, that we're going to talk the most about today is uh, the Winona Arts uh, program, which is a series of 25 free uh, art events to the public. Uh, they do things such as floating concerts, outdoor dances, arts in the hall programs. And the, uh, one of their big ones is coming up on Sunday, September 9th, uh, from 1 to 10 p.m. at uh, Levy Park, live at the Levy, a day-long concert, free, as I mentioned before. Featuring uh, some of the some of the acts uh, that will be there are Black Market Brass, Nookie Jones, Eric Koskinen, and the headliner is Lizzie. Uh, Lee, thank you very much for for joining me today. And uh, um, you know, I love the Live at the Levee series. I went to the first one that opened up Levee Park. I'm going to try to you know sweet talk Heather into getting a babysitter for that night so we can we can spend all all night uh, down down at the Levee. Um, you know what what are you looking what are you uh, looking forward to the most uh, on on Sunday? Well, first I just want to say thanks for that great introduction. <laughs> I think we should just wrap it there. Yeah, well, you pretty much have yeah, covered sure. everything that should should be covered. Uh, uh, and the second thing I want to say is do not hire a babysitter for the whole day. Oh yeah, bring yeah, well, the kids down because there's actually a lot of fun stuff to do for ki- uh, you know people of all ages, including the water feature down there, and and we'll have some cool things for kids. Yeah. Well, We'll, we'll, bring them, we'll bring them. We'll bring them. Just tag team, <laughs> and and take the kids back at a certain point. Then you can have some nice quality date night time yeah. for the the acts in the evening. Um, what would you like to know first about live at the levee? Yeah, just li- live at the levee. You know when you're when you're putting together something, and this one is in coordination with with Midwest Music Fest. Correct. Correct. Um, you know how much work goes into putting together a bill that you want to make sure. Somebody could look at it and say, oh, I want to see that, and exactly. maybe I'll go check out the other exactly. ones Exactly. Well. We may end up having sort of themed Live at the Levees at some point. We have done that in the past. Uh, uh, but we wanted a little something for everyone, so it was very important when I was working with Parker, um, Parker Forsell, who, Forsell, who's the um, executive director of the Midwest Music Festival, um, uh, that we 
checked off all the bases. So we wanted a little country pop in there. We wanted some singer-songwriter. We wanted some brass. We wanted mm-hmm. some good, alt, you know, a wholesome rock and roll with the Brothers Almanac. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, just a band that I'm uh, totally in love with, the uh, Gentleman's Anti-Temperance Leave, which is a little gypsy swing. So it's borderline jazz and kind of old school, just, you know, killer music. So we wanted a little something for everybody. And then in the second stage, some other smaller, um, uh, really cool local things will be happening. But let me first talk about what Live in the Levee is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never forget this. Um, and we should give Will Kitchen and, and the Burks, um, uh, the Burke family, and um, Ray Dretzky and um, uh, Connie Dretzky, and I'm trying to think of uh, Sher- Sherry Harkenreiter. And there were just a bunch of us who got together one um, afternoon and said, you know, Levy Park used to be the center of everything that was going on in Winona. It was just a really great gathering place. And Winona doesn't, besides Lake Park, which sort of serves some of that, there isn't a spot where everybody just gets together to be, um, you know, with every facet of the community. Mm -hmm. And uh, we thought, what brings uh, people together um, quicker than music? And uh, there were some musicians involved, which didn't hurt the Burks and Ray Dretzky, of course, are are some of our great local musicians. And we said, let's throw an all-day festival. And then we said, well, how are we going to do it? And I guess we're going to have to make a committee and make it happen. Mm -hmm. And that was a few years ago. And what it did is it was happening alongside the um, Levy Park Committee that was formed at that time to talk about the viability of rejuvenating Levy Park, and it gave the Levy Park Committee a sort of proof of concept that if you build it, they will come. Absolutely. Yeah. And and we had three or four of those um, live at the levees that were really successful. Um, even in the middle of winter, we had our holiday live at the levees that mm-hmm. were in a heated tent mm-hmm. and helped to make the, um, the, the push for Levy Park and the bond to make that happen. So I give full credit to the committee of folks that I just happen to be a part of. And it, at a certain point when I got hired to be this arts and culture coordinator, which we can talk about the genesis of that mm-hmm. in a second, um, I, I went back to the committee, to the Live at the Levy folks, and I said, do you mind if I just pick up and run with this again? Because we're going to open Levy Park and we're going to have nothing to, really to put on it until we start to get a lot of other people active down there can we bring back live at the levee? And they were all about, yeah, yeah, sure, as long as you please get more help. And so we got some funding together and we raised some money because we had done it all ourselves. And, you know, at a certain point, you just can't, you know, have Jamie uh, Shell climbing up a ladder 20 (laughs) feet in the air to make sure the lights are strung across a tent, you know. We need to start having some people that we can hire to do that. So we raised some money. We have some wonderful sponsors with um, Merchants Bank and uh, um, uh, Winona Financial. And uh, Coca-Cola has come aboard as a sponsor. We have the Winona Community Foundation and just some really great people along with the um, dollars from the city that are committed to it. And we, um, we threw our first party. And as you know, over 4,000 people came. It yeah, was really it was fun. It was a, a great yeah. cross-section of people. And we're hoping for that many again this time around. So it's September 9th, and it's yep. from 1 to 10. Um, all day long, there'll be food vendors. We have five or six great food trucks and food vendors. 
everything from uh, incredible burgers to some wonderful uh, brown grandma uh, uh, is going to bring her food truck with mm -hmm. a little bit of an exotic flair. The co-op is going to be serving some healthier okay. options. And we have about 25 artisan vendors that are going to be there um, hawking their wares and showing their crafts. And then this killer lineup of music that Midwest Music Fest has helped us to put it together. Yeah. And that's also a, an important part of what we want with Live at the Levee is to be partnering with other organizations because we want to get people used to using Levee Park. So Midwest Music Fest has already asked us to, to have that be a venue. Uh, alongside the tent venue for the uh, upcoming uh, 2019 festival. Mm -hmm. A Big Muddy is using it the weekend of Labor Day, or yep. will have used it the weekend of Labor Day, depending on when this runs. Yeah. <laughs> and we want just as many um, people using that area as possible. We have the farmer's market there now every Saturday again until the winter. And so if Levy Park is uh, programmed and people are coming downtown, it's part of that revitalization of our downtown that's so important to all of us. Well, yeah, I mean, it's such a natural to have that river and the bridge. And, I mean, people love to be around water, you know, and yeah. they, they love to look at, and that's such a beautiful view when you're up there. And that, that's just such a natural gathering point, just as, just as Lake Park is, but... At Levy Park, you can walk to restaurants or bars mm -hmm. afterwards. It's or connected to downtown. It's a little, yeah, a little bit more yeah. accessible on the bus lines and everything. And yeah, and, and uh, yeah, I just I I am so thrilled with the way that 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 the, that the park turned out. Um, my kids love the water feature. Uh, I took them there was a couple months ago, and and it was off. And I'm like, uh oh, you know, is there? Yeah. yeah. And I figured, well, they probably can't have water running all the time. And so I'm like, guys, let's try to find a button. And that was and the most discovered. fun they had all summer. And then they, their favorite thing to do is press the button. Their second favorite thing to do is run, run in the water. They have the power. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. And absolutely. remember, and I hope the community gets behind this, this is only phase one of the renovation we hope to do down there. You know, there's a whole long park that we can be doing really sort of incredible additions and some really um, exciting things to happen. So keep that in mind. The yeah. whole idea of Winona Arts yeah, yeah. is for all of us to start thinking as creatively as possible. The mission of Winona Arts is to celebrate um, this work of art we call home and to celebrate it with creative thinking. Now, creative thinking can be anything from painting something to looking at signage downtown and making it more attractive or more readable or more useful. Um, and... and what I love about what our city manager and our mayor have decided is that arts and culture doesn't stay inside theaters. It spreads throughout everything that we do as a city. And so to formalize that with the position of an arts and culture coordinator means that I sit down next to Carlos, the city planner, and we start thinking about how do we get more creative with the way we do our ordinances? How do we start allowing for more creative decisions? Now, that doesn't mean it happens easily. We all know all of the um, kicking and screaming over just being able to have some food trucks. Oh, yeah. And we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there as a community, and we'll be learning to start to think in this sort of scary, visionary way. But it doesn't always mean that it should happen overnight, too. Creative thinking doesn't mean I'm always right. It means I'm allowed to crayon on the wall 
and then realize, oops, that's maybe sometimes not a good idea. We don't sure. do crayons on the wall unless they're washable. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I'm hoping that um, the community gets behind that, gets permission to think of our incredible city as the living work of art that it is. And if you ever leave our city and come back all the time, you do realize just how scenically beautiful our community is. Now, can we match that dollar for dollar and, and project for project in trying to bring that beauty to all aspects of the way we live? Is there a template out there? Is there another city that you're kind of modeling this program after, or is it bits and pieces? That's such a good question, but I would say... I would say, think about that personally. Was there a template for a woman that you wanted to marry or a man that you wanted sure. for your husband? No, there were. you wanted to co-opt a lot of different parts of a lot of different people and hope for this yeah. you know, sort of dream person that you may or may never meet. Sure. And so there are pieces of a lot of different cities. And the sad thing, when you go into city government, and I think you're finding this now that you're the editor of a paper, is no matter where you go, you can't get away from your work mm -hmm. because you're always going, huh, journalism exists everywhere. Yeah. City planning exists even in the middle of a national park because you're thinking about, oh, wow, look at the way they do that or this particular program would be so neat. Yeah. You can't get away from what you're paid to sort of contemplate. And so there's very little downtime or vacation time. So every yeah. city that I go to now I think about, hmm, well, we should be able to do that, and let me steal a little bit of this, or, oh, we're, we're kind of already doing that a little better than this town. Sure. So I just recently took a, um, a vacation to Traverse City um, to, to hang out with my good friend, Will Kitchen, who, again, should get credit for so many of the incredible things that have happened creatively in Winona. And um, he lives there now, and... Uh, I, I was looking at some of the things that we do better than Traverse City and then some of the things that we could take a sort of hint um, uh, about. And that's just an example of, hmm, okay, why don't we have this? Why don't we have a food court area that's food truck set up that's drawing that sort of younger population of people that love a little bit more of an experiment with their food? Mm -hmm. Or why don't we have... Um, uh, you know, a downtown that is um, ordinance, uh, a little more ordinance friendly to have certain types of shops and certain types of young businesses opening up. And, and so there are all sorts of things that we can do. Um, I, I think we're getting really um, some exciting outdoor programming now that in some ways we're actually better than maybe what they're accomplishing. Mm -hmm. But you look at just their water feature area, and we have these wonderful jets, and the kids love them. Mm -hmm. But they have maybe seven or eight different right. types of water features in a water park. And that's yeah. free for everybody in the city. And so at a certain point, we need to start thinking about, hmm, how can we have that much more? Well, I imagine, you know, it's one of, you, it's, it's a process. You know, it's yeah. not, we can't just go from zero to 60 nope. with this stuff. and. And I'd hope that once people see, oh, this is this is what it can look like, then they'll be more willing. I mean, have you found that when you're trying to push these different things and people are like, you want to have a concert in the middle of Lake Winona or, you know, you want to, yeah. yeah, all this What are you going to do if the equipment gets wet? Right. You know, yeah, there's, yeah. there's always a reason not to try something. And some of those are well-founded. I mean, if we, you know, you have to think it through. But there's also something to be said for the people that go, well, 
think I'm going to try to have a, a an iPod that you can carry all of your music yeah, in your pocket. And for sure. Yeah, you know. So you, you always have to um, have permission to think a little further outside of the box. Let me also say, though, that everything has to be a little scalable, too. And that's one of the things that's important to think about. So as we have our, our um, uh, water feature that is right now what we have, is it, more, is it actually feasible to scale it up? How do we make sure that we have enough people that are going to use it so that we get a return of investment on that sure, um, sure. idea? So each of those things, uh, you know, we have to start thinking. Yeah. But it starts with the ability to say, let's have the discussion. Let's not uh, immediately erase it, you know, out of our realm of possibility. Let's be able have the permission to dream a little bit. And then let's every once in a while just take a jump off the cliff and see where we go. Because yeah. what's the worst that can happen? We're not going to, you know lose our shirt we're not right. going to go under we right. might actually end up actually doing something that um, brings joy to even more people than we realize yeah absolutely um how long do you spend thinking of names for things because <laughs> <laughs> when i was trying to think of, the, of naming this podcast and i settled on winona one-on-one in my mind, I was playing on words of Winona, and that's uh -huh. because I think everything you do kind of plays on, on different well, words. Well, I don't want to run out yeah. of all the puns that you can do with Winona, and we still haven't put there's to a lot, use yeah. the calendar, that, right, you know, the right. shared calendar that I want to do for, for and calling it Winona with W-H-E-N. Yeah. Um, but that might be the last one that okay. we end up doing. Um, uh, but, you know, branding something or having a name that sticks in your mind is a really important thing. It, it's just part of how how something starts um, to uh, seep into your consciousness, and it goes back to that creative thinking. Mm -hmm. I remember I lived in New York City for many, many years, and I remember this is when it crystallized so well for me. The creative thinking is not just for artists, and artists always tend to, and this is the part of artists thinking that I hate is when they think that they're so much better because they think this way. I think that's a, a, a load of, you know, uh, nonsense. I, I was riding the subway. There's a local subway in New York that would go up the Upper West Side, and there was a train conductor. And this train conductor would not only greet everybody at every single stop, but he would ask, how are you doing? And he was he knew that this was a performance, mm -hmm. even though he was conducting the train. And he knew that he was a gatekeeper to really how you were going to start your day, end your day, if you were a visitor, if you were a local. He realized that he was a touch point and a very important touch point for the entire community. And he took that responsibility to heart. So I don't know that he ever had a bad day on the job. He would never let us know. He would yeah. always say, you're on my train. Here we go. And, you know, on a bad day, you were like, oh, just shut up and get me to. But on yeah. most days, you were like, I love this guy. Yeah. I love this enthusiasm for his job. I love that people that arrived to New York, this might be their first experience. Oh, sure. I yeah. love that he had a little fun fact to tell you about the stop every time. And it was different almost every time. So yeah. you would get to 86th Street and he would say, did you know that Madonna oh, really? lives three blocks, you know, or whatever it was. Wow. And, and you knew that he was out creatively thinking about what he could say yeah. 
every time he would get to this, you know, part of his job. Oh, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. It inspired me so much because sure. I realized that as a person who moved to New York to be creative, that it didn't matter really what my job was, that there is creative thinking in every single thing you do. Now, does that mean you don't want to be paid to be, you know, sure. uh, right. an actor or a painter? Or, no, you love to be doing the work that you most love. But that doesn't mean that when you're doing all the other types of work that life, even parenting, that life might be calling on you to do, you can do it with such skill and creativity and grace and joy that um, you don't have to think of it as drudgery. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, when I mow my lawn, I make pictures of the lawn, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. that way. Yeah, just having pride and passion, the yeah. passion for, for what you do. That's a, um, why don't we backtrack a little bit? Why don't you tell me about the process of becoming the arts and culture coordinator sure. after you left uh, uh, uh -huh. Shakespeare? Um, um, it actually almost a little overlapped. There was talk about what was going to happen with the... It, it all started, it centered around this idea that um, our city manager, Steve Sarvey, had for how do we um, bring arts and culture sort of to the forefront of our planning, along with entrepreneurship and um, outdoor recreation as these sort of three pillars of things to make our community that much stronger and more livable. And the arts corridor that was in the um, comp plan, the city's um, comprehensive plan for um, planning strategies for the next decade or two, um, called for a, um, at least a recognition of the fact that there is a part of downtown that has a lot of creative and arts and cultural sort of benefits. This is not an exclusive district. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. that creative thinking can't go on, you know, up in Garvin Heights and down, you know, past uh, all the way down to La Crescent. But, but it meant that there seems to be a consolidation of a lot of already um, um, creative assets in a certain part of town. And why shouldn't we leverage that to help with the downtown growth? And so the Masonic Theater already being a sort of community events and, and planning place for Theater de Mississippi and at the time Frozen River Film Festival and a lot of other groups, um, including Midwest Music Fest, um, why couldn't we think of that as a performing arts center? Now there was a downtown performing arts center that had been dreamed about at one point for down on the levee yeah. and they were going to combine it with a basketball arena and it got too big yeah yeah and then, and then the been, recession hit yeah, yeah, yeah and then the recession hit and, yeah and then there was also the whole um what do we do about the middle school which again at 1200 seats is that the scalable model that winona can sustain so it seemed like the Masonic Theater, which the city was already a city asset at that point, start small, and that's not even really small when you think about it, but smaller than a 1,200-seat venue, and see if you can program that. So one of the facets of my job was, um, can we get the doors open on this project and begin to think about how we can program it to, um, again, economically jumpstart that part of the community, but also give us all a place that we're proud to have lights on yeah. as much of the year as possible. So that became, I, I was in discussions with that, and that became why I said, well, let's slide over and start to do this type of work, because that would be really exciting, yeah. I think, for the community. 
Um, I knew that I wanted to stay in Winona because I was in an important relationship romantically. I'm a widower and, and started a new relationship, so I wanted to make this my home. But I also um, started to feel this thing that happens to a lot of Winonans, and I think you and your wife have felt it, where you get, it, it, it's almost like a really irritating Winona rash. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I don't mean it in a, uh, that's a funny way of saying it, but you get sort of caught up in this, you know, this is a really great place yeah. to live. I mean, it's got its own issues. We certainly could use a few more places to eat. And, you know, yeah. our education program needs to stop being so dysfunctional yeah. in certain ways. But, but man, it's a great place in terms of quality of life. It, 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 it has a, so much to offer. And you can get to other places that you might want to visit, you know, being right sort of smack in the heartland of, of yeah, America. Absolutely. So, um, so I thought... There's not a lot of good reasons to be moving. Sure. You know, let's see if we can make this community that much stronger. Yeah. Do your artistic friends kind of question why you're working for the city government? I mean, they're like, really? Absolutely. You know, it's, well, absolutely. I imagine that's an odd, odd thing for it's some fun. people to wrap their mind around. It's funny because uh, because that gets really competitive in a lot of ways. It gets competitive in terms of raising money. It gets competitive in terms of, well, the city. Are you kidding? That's yeah. not, you know, <laughs> close enough for government work, you know, and that kind of, that, all of those jokes. But when it comes right down to it, um, I, I, I think it's really important for people to realize that if you want it to be beautiful, you've got to put your money where your mouth is. I mean, if you want your community to be great, show up to city council meetings and, and be vocal and mm -hmm. let your voice be heard. And not just to cause controversy, but to actually roll up your sleeves and take part in what you're doing. So... Um, What's really fun is when someone who I know has been a little bit apprehensive and even sometimes borderland hypercritical gets involved in a project and you see their eyes widen and they go, oh, I kind of get it now. Yeah. Live at the Levee sort of did that for me early on, so it wasn't a big awakening for me. When I started to work with a lot of people to make the um, events happen downtown, I started to realize, you know, there's actually, and this is a lesson that I think all of us in America can start to understand, there's a lesson in compromise and seeing from as many different points of view as possible and trying to be open to new ideas that we all could use uh, a little bit of, um, you know, expanding our horizons sure. to, to uh, accept. If there were no financial limitations and no people saying no. What is the one events you would want to hold in Winona? What uh, what one Winona arts events would you like to bring uh, that maybe that maybe we we haven't seen yet? I think Winona has a plethora of events. I think we have an incredible amount of beautiful festivals. I mean, I think the Beethoven Festival is you know something to truly be proud of. Um, I think our film festival um, is turning a corner and will grow. I'd like to see that strengthened. I think we have a Shakespeare festival, which is something that we don't cherish enough and really should, um, as a community, support even more if we could, just by showing up. I mean, yeah. there's an amazing amount of people that have never been. Right. And um, 
So in terms of is there one thing that we could do that um, would really excite me? I would say I would like to see more annual programming on a meaningful basis so that we have these little exciting dessert features, but we don't have a main course yet. You know, we don't have a performing arts. Well, that's not true. We have two university performing arts yeah. centers that both do incredible programming. But there's no downtown sort of center of programming that doesn't have to work around student performances and things that is just giving us an, an incredible sort of feast of things to choose from. I think once we have that, we'll be going, you know, in an incredible way. I also think that that place needs to partner beautifully with all the existing stuff so that it becomes a, a sort of extra feature for each of them. So it's used at Midwest, it's used at the film festival, it's used by the Shakespeare Festival, and, and we find a way to enhance each of those things by giving them a new venue. Sure, and there's probably some people listening who are shouting into their iPhones, we have that place in the auditorium. Unfortunately, it seems like it's beyond repair. Well, I, you know, the middle school auditorium, again, I don't want to say anything that might rekindle hopes. <laughs> yes. It's not torn down yet. Yeah. It is very much beyond... Um, it, would, it would cost a lot to... If someone to, came forward yeah. with $20 million and said, I want to make this happen, or if a group of people could raise $20 million and say, let's make this happen, but then you would have to look at the other side of it, which is what would you put in there? Right. And it's really important because if you're going to have a 1,200-seat theater, how often are you going to be able to sell tickets to that? Yeah. And, and how are you going to sustain that? Now, there are a lot of music acts that could come through. and there's a, You could bring Broadway tours through. Sure. But are there enough people that would buy tickets to come to sustain that? It's one thing to have that in the cities where you have a lot of people and it's a big right. base. It's another thing to have that in Winona. We, we, you know, with the right thinking, we could maybe have a venue at some point. But mm -hmm. we need to fill up the 250-seat venues. We need to fill up the 500-seat two, uh, per, you know, venues in the universities on a regular basis. And then we'll grow into something that big. Sure. We could have a huge outdoor festival like uh, the American Players Theater, which is 1,200 seats. But it's an outdoor venue experience, picnic and everything, yeah. destination in one. That might be fun to have, you know, up in Garvin Heights on a certain, you know, oh, big for sure. farm. For sure. Yeah. So we'll grow into what the city needs. Um, we have to become that actual destination, though, first. Yeah. And yeah. once we get a smaller venue going and the restaurants and the shops and things, um, then I think, you know, uh, then we'll be uh, ready for, for bigger projects like a, a middle school. And that has to, to weigh heavy on people's hearts because sometimes you have to separate the emotional pull from the reality of. Mm -hmm. And we also have to remember that every time something closes in Winona, we have to think of preservation before it's too late. Oh, yeah, we have to think about what can we do to make sure that this um, is sustained in a way that when someone else comes along, it'll be usable again. Yeah. And we have to believe in that as an actual... Um, of, of the importance that it should be for our community because there is a certain amount of heritage and, and historic preservation that is important to every community. 
And then you have to weigh it against, yeah, but how cool is it when they build a nice, new, cool, mm-hmm. you know, community center or whatever it is. Right. So you have to weigh those things always, the yin and the yang of that, uh, against each other. Yeah. And try to separate the emotional, you know, angst of it out of it. Although the, the turn style of that or the reverse side of that is the emotional angst of a few people can actually bring a lot of really cool change. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. So, well, that's really all I had to ask you. Anything else you want to talk about in terms of, uh, you know... No, arts, I, I would just like Winona. to say, if you're still listening at this point, um, <laughs> Everybody well is. into the, to the podcast. The thousands of people who have make sure you <laughs> Yes, make sure you like our Winona Arts uh, uh, Facebook page. You'll get all the updates of what's going on in the community. Make sure you support as many local arts events as possible. And show up to um, city council meetings, take part in the budget discussions, be thinking about ways that if a five cents sales tax comes down as a referendum or to a vote, that it's not about, oh my gosh, how can we pay half a penny more a year or half a penny more (laughs) every time, but what would that actually be giving us in value? Yeah. And, and be open to thinking creatively about the solutions for our community. Yeah. Uh, any other Winona Arts events coming up this we month? Have I know there's the floating concert at the end of, of the them. month. We have a shutdown um, Third Street event that we're helping with Tree Dome and, and the um, Winona downtown to have. Um, so Third Street, um, just a few blocks from your um, yeah. n- new, our, um, our new office. Digs, yeah. Um, will be closed on September 22nd from noon until 7 p.m. And then from 7 to 9 p.m. at the other end uh, uh, of 3rd Street up by Blooming Grounds, there will be the lacrosse um, jazz orchestra will be playing and giving you swing dance lessons and the ability to dance right in the middle of the street. That's going to be such a sweet and special event. Then on um, September 23rd, the very next day, so don't go away the weekend of the 22nd and the 23rd, we'll have a floating concert again, our fall floating concert. We'll hope the leaves will starting to be turned by then, and you'll be able to hear the busboys in the yeah. middle of the lake. And if you've never heard the busboys, you obviously have not lived in Winona for long because <laughs> they're legendary. But they're three of the best musicians in town, and they play a really wonderful, eclectic set of music. Yeah. And is there one more live at the Levy this fall? We're or hoping, 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 hoping there'll be one more. There's talks of, and you can, um, uh, I'm, I'm assuming the podcast has a way for you to respond. Yes. And so please comment if you like this idea, because we're, we're ta- in talks with people that are helping um, uh, down the Winona downtown and, and Winona Arts to reconceptualize Hallow Winona for the year. So uh, um, we're hoping that on the 27th of October, we're going to have a debt at the levee. Oh, wow. and, and it will be a Halloween celebration um, with some um, costume partying and dancing on the levee um, to some DJ music and... Um, we're hoping to have that on Halloween weekend. So well, that would be great. That yeah. would be really cool. So yeah, if we have absolutely. live at the levee, you know, throughout the year, we yeah. might have as a Halloween <laughs> tradition, dead at the levee, close to, ha- great. to uh, Halloween. Yeah. Well, Lee, thank you very much for, for joining me today. Thank you so much for, for starting this series and yeah. for all you guys do at the paper. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you all very much for listening uh, to this week's uh, edition of Winona One-on-One. I'll be back next week with Miller Ingenuity CEO Steve Blue. Thank you.